Heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus Christ's name. We bless your name and we give you praise. We hallowed your name and we say thank you. Now, Lord Jesus, speak to us, minister to us, grant us understanding of thy word. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Looking at the art of following, which is a continuation of what we have been studying, what we have been studying for uh, the past few um, weeks, um, we've been looking at those who have obtained the promises of God um, through following. So we, we've established we've established certain things that um, following is very important. You cannot be there and say you're not following anybody. It's makes of pride, it's makes of ignorance, it's makes of arrogance. It shows that you don't know where you are going and I won't be surprised that you amount to nothing in this world and even in the kingdom of God. If you want to amount to anything in the kingdom of God, then you need to listen to biblical advice. And the Bible teaches us that we should imitate, we should not be lazy. And um, we know that one of the reasons why people um, don't imitate is because of pride. They say, I'm too big, uh, you know, like imitating is like copying, like what a child would do. You say, when you go to, uh, uh, when you go to the kindergarten, you say, everybody lift up your hands. They all lift up your hands. Everybody sit down. They all sit down. The children copy what they see the, the parents and the teachers do. And um, when you, you become too proud, too big in your own eyes, um, when you have what what is known as the big shot or big manism in Benzi, when you get that virus of pride, you suddenly feel that you don't need to copy anybody. You you are your own boss. You 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 are you are the it, and um, therefore you know why should they why should you copy somebody? Why should you follow somebody? Well, for your information, Jesus taught about following and the art of following. Is an art you have to learn you have to know exactly what it is you have to copy from the person you are following and it is the shortest and quickest way to learn jesus said follow me and i'll make you fishers of men jesus christ said it so many times follow me follow me follow me which is another word of copy me copy me follow me you can't become a disciple if you don't want to copy so we see in hebrews he says it there that we should not be slothful we should not be slothful but rather we should be diligent because the opposite of slothful is diligent and he says we should be diligent um to to obtain the promises we should be diligent to obtain the promises um, like those who obtain the promises they obtain it through um they obtain it through patience and faith patience and faith patience and faith so let me read it. hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 that you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises those who through faith and patience inherit the promises yeah so it's wonderful it's wonderful very wonderful yes i see some of you have joined um adinabuchi has joined uh brakwisimafo has joined nana thompson has also joined 
and um, yeah these are the ones who have commented so these are the ones that I can see your name that you have commented um, sister Deborah sister Deborah Walker Brixton you've commented and um, I'm happy to see you are here fellowshipping this is one of the most important services of the week and yeah though we are having challenges in the beginning by God's grace it's been resolved and so I'm expecting that you, you will be you'll be participating fully you'll be participating fully yeah so as I was saying we were we, we are talking about the art of obtaining you know obtaining the promises like those who were ahead of us obtaining the promises like them through the art of following and i'm explaining that you cannot in you know you cannot say you are too big when it comes to god's the things of god it's it's humility is it unless you be converted like children you cannot become you cannot what you cannot enter into the kingdom of god you what's the kingdom of god you can only obtain the promises when you enter into the kingdom of god and he said some have entered into the goodness of god some have entered into the the the, 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 the kingdom of god you know i'm not talking about salvation through birth here no that's not what i'm talking about because you can be born again but still not experience the kingdom of god in its full totality because you are still a babe we are talking about entering into maturity where you exercise dominion where you are really a king and a priest and you 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 um you you walk in that order you walk in the order of a priest you walk in the order of a king so you have dominion you know a, a king has a kingdom and you have domain over the issues you reign you reign in life you know you reign in life you 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 exercise your priestly authority and that is when you can walk in the promises of god but it takes patience it takes faith and there is there's no way you can do it except by following except by copying except by looking at people who have done it before you and yes of course they are human beings so they might have made some mistakes here and there but that those are not the ones you need to be following you need to be following their faith that's why it says the faith obtained. Let me read the game for you. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says that you do not become sluggish or lazy, but imitate, copy, follow those who through faith. Even you read the King James Version says, be you followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's what you are striving for. One of the things was we are waiting for Jesus Christ to come. We are, we are striving to obtain the promises, the promises that he has promised us, the promises of healing and good health, the promises of uh, prosperity, the promises of winning uh, um, souls and working for his kingdom. So we, we, we are trying to obtain the promises. But I want to tell you that what I've realized is that many people are trying to obtain the promises through other means but the bible states very clear the only way you can he said he said don't be sluggish because it is laziness spiritual laziness that will make you try to cut corners to try to obtain the promises you know by not following by not copying the faith and the patience you have to copy somebody when you say when you say copy somebody's faith and patience 
you know, you are copying a very particular thing. It's not a vague thing. It's a, the person's faith. That means you are, you are talking about the person's way of thinking, how he believed God, how he, he waited on God. Like faith, the work of faith. What, what he did, was he obedient, was he disobedient? Um, um, no. You, you, that is when you say, through faith and patience. Through faith and patience. So those two elements are very, very important. Unfortunately, Christians of today, we want to obtain their promises without copying anybody. Because we are the microwave generation, you see. We want everything quick, 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 quick. We cannot follow anybody. We think we are too much. We know too much. We have too much Mary K, Mary B, Mary Z. And so we think we know everything. We don't need it's in, in fact today the mindset of some people is if you are a fool to follow any man or even to follow any man of God or to even you know you are a fool if you think like that. But I tell you, this evil generation don't know better than our ancestors. They don't know better than the word of God. The word of God is our standard, and we always have to come back to the Bible to be a reference point. You see some people are arrogance. That is what they are lazy. And you know, laziness, I have always been saying this, that laziness is a manifestation of pride. You might not think so, but if you carefully examine the, the foundation of somebody being lazy, is, I don't want to work for you because I think I know better than you. I'm better than you. Why should I work for you? Why should I do something for you? So I'm not going to do it. And that's the foundation for laziness. And, and then, so you see, the real reason for someone to be lazy is pride. Yeah, it's pride. So when you are praying for somebody who is lazy, you better pray and bind the spirit of pride. Because laziness is a manifestation of, 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 of pride. Laziness is a manifestation of pride. Yeah, so, yeah, let me see. A few of you have joined again. Paul Shelfusu Akins has joined. Grantimas of Mami Boafo has joined. You're all welcome. And I see um, Prophetess has also joined. The Prophetess has also joined. Yeah, so we thank God. Like and share. Remember, like and share. Don't just listen. Go to do a watch party or you know, do something. And let's work. Let's work. Let's not be proud. Let's not be lazy. See a lazy person, see excuses. See a lazy person, see a proud person. Yeah, it's always like that. Cool. And, and Jesus Christ said a parable about the talents. You know, the guy that had one talent, many people are like that. They, they are proud, they, they are proud, they start giving excuses. And the excuses is, is behind the excuses, the father, I, I, I'm not going to work for you. I, I'm too big. I'm too better. I'm too beautiful. I'm too this. You think that you think that you can use me? Those those sort of thoughts, that, that train of thoughts. There are people that think that way, and and it's pride. The spirit of pride is pushing them to think that way. If you are like that, you better break that train of thought because you cannot do anything for God. You amount to nothing also for God. You need to change your thinking. You need to let your thinking be affected by the influence, the Holy Spirit. And also by the word of God. So we are seeing here, Hebrews 6 12, that don't be sluggish, don't be lazy, but imitate, follow, copy those who through faith and patience inherit the promise of God. There's no other way. Every any other way you try, you will fail. You will fail. You will fail. Trust me. 
I have been in ministry for some time now. And these are some of the things that practically I've had to learn it. God has taught me the hard way. You know, I didn't get anybody to sit down to teach me like how you are getting somebody to teach you. But the thing is that many of us talk will not talk talk alone might not change you. Because you are not operating with a certain wisdom and a certain wisdom that comes from above. You know. So a wise person is peaceable. Is, is a wise person in James it says a wise person and the wisdom that comes from above is easily entreated. So you you, you know a way to the wise is enough. But when you are operating with a certain kind of devilish wisdom or worldly wisdom or satanic wisdom, you are not easily entreated. So just a word to, to advise you from God's word, you won't take it. So probably you have to go down the reign of the, the practical hard road of, of, of hardship and experiencing it a different way. You know, there are two ways. You can give up something or you can it can be taken away from other way you are losing. So you need to learn and be smart. And, and I believe I'm talking to smart folks here. I believe I'm talking to smart smart folks here. Yeah. So you know, just this word should be enough for you to let a certain way of thinking that yeah, God's word is advising me as the man of God is speaking. I'm thinking along the lines that this is God counseling me. This is the spirit of counsel speaking to me. This is Jesus sitting one-on-one -on -one with me and counseling me. If you start thinking like that, you see that the word of God, you are mixing it with faith. This is what the Bible talks about in Hebrews chapter 4. Mixing the word of God with faith. It's not going to buy some incense or candle and thinking that that is what is going to mix the word of God or your prayer or whatever. No. It's actions, you know, it's actions, it's, it's how you are seeing things and then your actions because of how you are seeing things. So as I'm preaching now, somebody will just say, oh, is this just a pastor, oh, just a man, oh, is that not Elijah Ben, oh, oh, is that not, oh, sorry, oh, don't mind them, don't mind those people. Somebody is having that mindset. This, the word of God will not work for such a person. But another person too is mixing the word with faith, saying, ah, God is speaking to me. I hear God's voice through the pastor. God is advising me. God is telling me that when I hear his word, I must do it. I must mix it with faith. And you see that these are two different people all together. And they will have two different results, although they are receiving the same food. They are receiving the same food. You see, so you need to, you need to take God's word for what it is. He says, don't be slothful. Hebrews 6 12. But imitate those who through faith and patience. So the way to obtaining the, the, the promises of God. Obtain, we are not talking about salvation yet because you are already saved. But you can be saved and still not obtain the promises of God. And still never come anywhere close to the promise of God. You can be saved and because you don't obtain the promise of God, you can die prematurely. Sickness can kill you. When, whereas when you are obtaining the promises of God, you walk in your health or you'll be healed. So you, I hope you're understanding what it means by obtaining the promise of God. We're not talking about your salvation here. We're talking about other things more than your salvation. And it could be anything, anything. Because 
we are up we are we, that's why i said uh, follow human beings not angels follow human beings who have obtained their promises and they did it through faith so you have to when you say faith you have to be looking at what they did they, these guys believe what did they do when they face certain situations where is the god thing factor these are things that you have to look at and then you see that you are following their faith yes and then you watch also what their faith and their patience their faith and their patience so to obtain the promise of god it's not a one-day journey it's a whole life process so that's why we look at people like abraham abraham's lifetime many of us have this you know misguided idea that they think that when god said to abraham was you no know, abraham is the father of faith and it was all rosy for him no he was told to leave a familiar country where he was rooted to leave his people and god said follow me and i'm going to show you where to go he didn't ask god questions he didn't say god you know my wife's business is here my children's school school are here now you are telling me to get up and go he didn't ask any of those things he just got up because god he had heard from god he moved he moved now now that is that is faith because his action is related to something that god had said to him and there was there was there was no reason for him to obey he, in fact the reasons why he shouldn't have obeyed god was more than why he should obey god because he doesn't know where he's going he didn't know where his children are going to have feasts he didn't know where they're going to feed his cattle he didn't know he, he, no, he didn't know anything but he left to so such a person he said follow him so there are, although along the line he had some slips here and there but you are to follow certain things that made him at the end of the day abraham became a very rich man very successful man very powerful man you know very very successful in silver in gold in cattle he obtained the promises so let me examine certain that i showed you abraham believed so if you want to follow somebody like abraham learn how abraham believed god and the messages that the holy spirit revealed to him he believed it he had dreams he had visions he believed it god took showed him look at the stars he believed it today some of you when god speaks to you in visions and dreams you take it for granted you are not a spiritual person you you are not and the reason why you are like that is because you haven't taken anybody that i am going to follow these people so that i can mark my life my life to 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 them see your, your your life is aimless your spiritual life is aimless is purposeless has no direction and when you have no sense of direction you have no purpose anywhere is a destination for you you don't know whether you are losing time you don't know whether you are gaining time you so even to redeem time it's not an agency for you you just waste time on useless things because you, you are not going anywhere fast but if you are wise you will heed to this advice follow you have to copy somebody you always you, you know copying somebody in itself gives you a sense of direction you know okay i'm going here now are you you are too proud you're too proud you say i don't need to follow anybody you are listening to foolishness that is people are saying people who don't know the word of god are saying and you think it's wisdom 
there is a way that seems right unto a man but in the end it's, it's death you have to follow you have to follow you have to follow you have, there's nothing you under the sun yes there's nothing so everything that we are doing you have to get somebody somebody you are watching even for your marriage you know, somebody you are watching somebody you are watching your, your spiritual life so you see that you are got it as long as you don't up as long as you you you, are, you don't become like that person you you, you know that you haven't arrived you have a picture where you want to go you have an idea where, where you want to go so you know that as as you are going it might not be in the same direction it might not be in the same um, um time frames as the person but I have seen studying from studying the Twitter. If you copy, you will become like that person. If you copy, the likelihood that you will become because even nature teaches us that children become like adults just through the act of copying. They can speak. Look at English. Hmm? Look at English language. Many people are learning English language as a second language, apart from their own mother tongue, as adults. And it's so difficult. If you think about the English language, you have to learn about tenses, verbs. You have to learn about special tenses, adverbs, pronouns, whatever. You know, all these strange, strange things. You, you know, how to construct your sentence. And it's very difficult. Then even how to pronounce it. It's very difficult. However, a child can start speaking English without stepping foot in, in, in any school. They will speak it and they will speak it perfectly for you to understand with the right tenses. Perfectly. Without going to any school. How did they do it? By listening, just copying, 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 and bam, they are there. They are talking to adults now. Yes. So that nature is teaching you something. Sometimes nature, nature must teach you. Nature must teach you. Yes. Nature must sometimes teach you. Because the Bible says, for instance, that it says that don't you know that uh, they, I'm showing you why, why, uh, uh, where, where, where the Bible says about nature teaching you. Some, some of you don't get these things, but it's true. Nature can teach you, you know. So if you're a Christian, you should observe nature, go for nature walks, you know. Stop all this Netflix, Netflix watching TV. And, and all those things all the time nature has god teaches us through nature i'm telling you let me show you in, in that scripture it says don't you see that even nature teaches that nature teaches that a man with long hair it's not good let me show you nature teaches that teaches that a man with what A man with long hair. Um, a man with a man with long hair. Is 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 not natural. So let's find that scripture. I think it's in um, First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse fourteen. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse fourteen. Let me find it. If if you are found it, you can also put it there. First Corinthians, um, 
11 verse 14 says, Does not the very nature of things, if you read the English standard verses, does not nature itself teach you that it is that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? Naturally, it's women that must have long hair, it's not men. So all these fashions and other things, you see that people are going, people are going contrary to nature, which teaches us some things. Nature teaches that it's a man and a woman that must have intercourse to produce a baby. A man and a man cannot produce babies by nature. But we, we are going contrary to nature. We are going contrary to nature. So, so nature should teach you. That was in the child. It's naturally a child can learn without going to school the language by copying. So nature can teach you. And I'm showing you this naturally a man your hair. All these strange, strange hair, hair, hair styles with long hairs and it's it's it doesn't flow with nature. That's how the Bible is. Nature nature teaches you that if you am it's disgraceful. You see, there are some things that are weights and disgraceful things. Yeah. So when you, when this one, if you become a Christian, these are deep teachings that you, you, if you want to obtain the promises, you mix the word of God with faith. Then you realize that, yes, all these things that it doesn't really, you know, you will make a decision for yourself. Nobody needs to make a law that go and cut your hair, go and do this. You know? You, you you come to a realization, come to a certain realization. So nature teaches us these things. So what I'm saying here is that we need to learn how to copy. And we copy people who have obtained and we copy their faith and their patience. We copy specific things about them. Get somebody that you are following. People in the Bible. So we are looking at some characters in the Bible. We've looked at Abraham. I believe we've looked at Isaac as well. You started looking at that. Is it David? Yeah. And why are we doing that? We we are following. We are copying. We want to copy certain things that made these guys obtain their promises. Their faith. We are looking at their faith and their life of patience. You see. Their faith. And I want to stress. It's not a bad thing to copy. You have to get someone to copy. It always. Look, I found out that by copying, it. It just gives you a direction. Not it just naturally gives you a, a direction. Eh? Say, say, um, you you say 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 I'm copying somebody. Naturally, by copying somebody, eh? If I say okay, I said pastor, I'm copying. I want to. I want to. I'm following. When you say copying, people think that is demeaning. But it's the same as following. Because you are, you are following and you are not just following and you, know, you are copying certain things that the person does. That is following. Otherwise, you are not following. You are, you are just um, a spectator. Because spectators don't participate. They just watch. But a follower is imitating. The Bible verse in Hebrews 6, 12. One of the words that is used is it use follows, following or imitate. or These are the two words that in most of the versions he used. You mean you imitate you do you don't sit down quietly so by 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 just picking somebody that is a direction in itself to say this is the person i want to follow this is the person god has led me to follow 
this is I, say, I believe God is leading me to follow. By picking to follow naturally is giving you a direction because wherever that person is doing, that becomes your direction. That becomes where you are going. That is what God is driving you to. But you, you say you don't want to copy anybody. You don't want to copy. There are people of God that God has set in your, you know, there are different types of people you have to copy. People who are dead in the Bible, this, uh, people who are in the Bible, people who, are, who have also died after the Bible days, like godly generals who have also lived, copy them. Somebody like um, 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 Jacob, somebody like um, Catherine Coleman. He wasn't born, she wasn't born in the Bible days, but she was born after the Bible days. But you, he's a godly person, so you can copy certain aspects of her life. And then you can also, apart from the dead people in the Bible days and after the Bible days, we can copy the living people now. Paul said to Timothy, he, he said to the church, he said, not just to Timothy, but the church said, imitate me, copy me, follow me as I imitate God. So, so it's just, you know, here again, I, I say to you, I give you the reference of nature teaching you. When you are born, naturally, the first people that you imitate are your parents. The first voices you hear, even in the womb, are your parents. You see, if you're a little girl, little girls want to be like their mothers. Little boys want to be like their fathers. They are copying them. They, little boys want to drive cars like their fathers. They want, they, they want to wear their father's shoes. Little girls are trying, trying on mommy's high heels. They are trying on mommy's lipstick, mommy's um, um, wigs, and whatever. They're trying them. They want to be like mommy. So here, nature should tell you that as a child in a church, you should aspire to imitate the life of your spiritual parents who are more mature than you, who are more deeper in the things of God than you. You, you should get something, somebody to be following. And of course, if your parents, spiritual parents, they too will be following somebody. So it, the cycle goes on and on. And in the end, we all become more like Christ. So he says, imitate their faith and their patience, not their mistakes. No. No, that's not what you are saying. Are you seeing that? Are you, are you getting something? Yeah, so we were not able to start quite early, so um, most of our time um, was gone. But I will try and make up, try and make up um, for some of the time. I want to read some of your comments. Um, Nicholas Needham says, Amen. Akusima says, copying gives you a direction. Yeah, nature is a teacher. Yes, that's that's right. Follow, imitate the right people. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, so these are these are things that I'm telling you that the scripture reveals. Our foundational scripture is in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse um, Hebrews chapter six, verse twelve, where it's talking about. It's talking about. It says, "Don't be slothful, but." Follow and imitate those who through faith and patience have obtained their promises of God. So today, I want us to just look at a few things we can learn from, from David. I think, was it on Sunday during the Rima service, um, I started a little bit about David and um, 
the, the art of following David, the faith of David. You know, that because David started off as a nobody. He was a shepherd boy. Nobody respected him. He was nothing. He started small. And then he ended up becoming the king of Israel. And when I studied the kings of Israel, I think David is the only king who never um, went off to serve any other god or no, but only serve God, Jehovah. Saul, when Saul started off, he started off with God. By the end, he was consulting which which doctors. Then David took over. God gave the throne to David, and David was the only one that it was never said anywhere that. And David went to, you know, follow other gods. No, David was very zealous about God. Very, very zealous about God and zealous about the things of God. If you joke with God, David will kill you. Yes, that, and he's the only king. Because after him, then Solomon, his son came. Solomon ended up following the gods of his um, his wives, his many wives. Said the, the, the gods of his wives. He said, and Solomon loved foreign women, and the, and then in the end, he started worshiping their gods, and through the foreign women. He had these children that were also worshipping foreign gods instead of the God of Israel. So Solomon's children, his grandchildren, and all the people that came, Rehoboam, Jeroboam, and all those people, Boam Boam's people, all of them, they started following their mother's God. So they were kings that never followed God fully. So David is the only king that, when you check, he's the only person that served God very well. And he started off, and it's a good thing to, to notice. And he, start, he started off as a nobody. He started off as a nobody. So that in itself is a key. Eh? It's a key for us to copy. What is the key you have to copy? Don't despise small beginnings. Never despise small beginnings. Do you know how long it took David from being a shepherd boy to becoming a king of Israel? Google it and, and tell me the answer. You'll be shocked. It took him a good a good 20 plus years. I'm telling you. A good 20 plus years from, from that. Google it and you share it with me. You'll see what I'm talking about. So we can learn from David. So if a ministry is five years, if a ministry is ten years, he's still young. You have not reached anywhere. We have not reached anywhere. And and you know. Nothing, nothing big, you know, nothing big starts big if it is going to last. This is the wisdom that I've, stay, I've learned from, from God and from, and from the Bible. Several times, you see, despise not little beginnings. Several times, God picks something that looks very ordinary and big, bring big something big out of it through one man, Abraham. And mighty nation came out, Israel. After several years, it took years for them to become a nation. Big nation. Yeah. When they were leaving Egypt, from one man, now they were they were almost six million plus. From one man. And it takes a lot of took a lot of time. So and imagine those days health was not 
healthcare wasn't like what we have today so childbirth and all those all the troubles people die young uh, infant mortality and um, also um, uh, um, lifespans was very short and other things and and so you know, to get even that into millions it was a mere miracle a mere miracle god had to be involved god had to be involved. so what we are saying here is that the key that we can one of the keys that we can learn from david is the key of never despise small small beginnings look sister a man can come don't look at this now look at the potential the man has and see the future especially the potential that the man has is he has god in him then you know that this is a man that is going to be driven by the word of god this is a man that is not going to be a troublemaker for you when others are wondering where their husbands have been and when their husbands come back they have to go and smell them and see check them out you don't have that problem at all because you know this man fears god so he's not going to go and do anything like that he's not going to abuse you he's not going to uh, do anything foolish you know even this afternoon and uh, when i was i was having a chat with my mind was telling me that she was telling me that now they said chlamydia and stds are all increasing now all increasing people are having unprotected sex and it's just on the increase it's just an increase so imagine you have a husband that doesn't fear god the wife that doesn't is going to bring gloria to you bring chlamydia to you bring today the generation just sleep around when i was studying when i was studying i am the my nursing because one of the things that i did a little bit of research into was the um the the, the what do you call it from 50s 50 and above or late 40s up to 60s one of the reasons i found out was that people in that age group were having were having an increase in stds and it came out that these were people who were at a certain age in life most of them would have been divorced or most of them would have been married maybe 10 years 20 years and would have left their marriages are broken down so now they had some freedom but they had made out their minds they were not going to marry they had their money most of them would have been in top top executives or they would have retired with money they don't have children so now they are sleeping around and they have a new especially the women that research that i did was talking about the women and he was saying that the, the, the they have money they have money so 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 i wasn't surprised no recently i saw a program where elderly women in that age group they're going to holidays in morocco going to um magalus and all those you know these um islands that the young people go when they were in their 60s now it's that age of people that are going there to go and have sex just to go and have sex yeah and then in that same thing i saw um they, they mentioned gambia as well 
where British women, elderly women, are going to have wild sex with, with, with Gambian stats. Gambian stats with big, big penises. And, and they were interviewing them and they, they would screen their faces and they said, yeah, they come here every year, two weeks in a year, they will come here. And some of them, they fall in love and they get scammed and all those sort of things. Because the young star has got his wife in Gambia. And most, the Gambia is more Islamic. So they believe in more than one wife. But they don't tell this. these British people, tourists, women, elderly women that I go. They, they, they don't um, know. And they don't mind. Just because their sex is good, they don't mind. And they go and get their hearts broken. And, and, and so it was, it was also confirming the research I did to say that in that age group, there's a lot of increase in chlamydia. Until even until just this afternoon, when the, I was having a discussion with the professor, she was telling me that it's also in the news that they say it's in it's in the chlamydia uh, and all those things are on the increase, on the increase. So I, I won't be surprised, and I'm not surprised, you see, because people don't fear God anymore. That age group of people, they don't fear God anymore. I know my rights. They have become feminists and all sorts of things. And they are not being ruled and dominated, you know, controlled by the word of God. Somebody will take a plane, plane, buy a plane ticket of 700 pounds, 800 pounds, just to go and get what is in yeah, what is in between their ties tickled. It will, they will pay 600 pounds, take a plane flight and go. Go and go and have their insides tickled. That same person tell them to, to bring an offering of just 100 pounds. It's a problem. They will insult you. <laughs> but people don't fear God anymore. Yeah, That's why the Bible is always saying, say, let the elderly women teach the younger women how to be wives. So there's a big problem. I hope, I hope it's helping somebody. So, this is what we are talking about. Don't despise. Don't despise. Um, don't despise small things. Don't despise small beginnings. Look, you can be looking at a great potential person. Those of you young girls that um, you want somebody that has got a car that has got this. You, your list is as tall as you think you are. You, you think you are. You are. You are. Uh, Meghan Markle. You are not mega Markle. You are not mega Markle. So uh, please calm down with your ridiculous expectations. You delay yourself. Eh? You delay yourself. <laughs> Somebody said, now that your breasts, your breasts are like hard boiled eggs. Eh? Your breasts are like hard boiled eggs. Stop the inyanga and the 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 catcher that you are doing and don't despise small things and settle down with somebody because your breasts are like hard boiled eggs now but very soon they shall be they will, they will not be like hard boiled also they will be like fried eggs flat flat and flat and shapeless like a, a fried egg they will not have any shape and firmness like a boiled egg so don't wait until those bad days come. Then, that time in your desperation, you might pick donkeys and 
cockroaches and rats and anything that comes you attach yourself to it to your own detriment when they start beating you and mistreating you and doing all sorts of nonsense then you regret so don't despise small things don't despise that brother that is a christian but you think no it's not it's, i'm too good for that i'm too good for that i'm too good for that so if you want to copy like david copy david's and do not despise small things how do i know david didn't despise small things because david was in charge of a few sheep he was a shepherd boy like a pastor but for so many years he had only just few sheep let's see that in first samuel 17 28 and his own brother Eliab heard when he spake unto them and then Eliab's anger was kindled against david and he said why comest thou hither and with whom hast thou left those small sheep yeah small beginnings he had only a few small sheep but my god the boy that you know god wasn't looking at the number at that time god was training him in certain areas to get the guy's heart to and mind to think in a certain way not it wasn't at that that stage in his ministry he just needed a few sheep and he proved himself because when a bear and a lion came around my god he demonstrated boldness and courage not knowing he was so god was preparing him for goliath and for other mighty victories he demonstrated greatness so though he had a small ship he was he did exploits the size of your congregation it doesn't really matter because god is looking at the heart that is is following and so in the initial stages don't despise small beginnings many people make that mistake many people make that mistake including family including family because this was david's own brother elder brother little boy rat what what do you think you are doing this little we are the men we are supposed to be on the battlefield what have you left that useless job you are doing there looking after little fish you have left them there and you know when you read the account david didn't actually leave the ship there. he he put them he gave them to somebody to look for after and then you see another character trait of david he was a responsible guy although very young he was demonstrating god was training him so anything small that is uh, better make the mistakes whilst you are small that's how i should put it better make their mistakes and train and you know like as a preacher it is the preaching you see me preaching here i didn't just start preaching to lots of people at a go i started preaching with sunday school little little children i'll be there with them yeah and that has been so valuable to me even today when i teach it looks very you know it appears to be very simple you can grasp what i am saying it, it, it was from several years of talking to people and then when i started preaching actually to adults I, I would stand and talk and preach to two people as if i'm preaching to 100 people yes and there have been small small meetings like that small small meetings small small gatherings small small meetings small small gatherings once in a while you get an opportunity to stand a few more people then small small meeting god was building me building 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 so now and there's no stage that you put me that 
I will not be able to function. Yes. But so what is Sunday school? What is this? What is you say, oh, what is you are despising small things. You are not copying very wise. So your own copying, I'm 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 not following. Your your following is shaky. Get it into your mind. I want to copy like David. What did David do? He did not despise small things. What must I do? I stop despising small things and small beginnings. For though a matter, a thing will begin small, it will grow. It will grow. And that is how it should be. Don't despise small things. Don't, don't make fun of small things. Don't make fun of small things. Yeah. One, one, one day I was with the children and we were, we had, I don't know where we were going with that. Yeah, but when, when we were in the car and then suddenly I saw a Ford Mondeo, a very old Ford Mondeo, that car. So I said to them, do you know this car is older than, than Ama? It's like the car is over 20 years old, a Ford Mondeo. And I said to them, do you know that this car, mommy had one exactly like that? And I told them it was red. And the car's name was called Betsy. And they were laughing. I said, yes. Yes. You need to know. You need to know. That was the very first car. But from there, it graduated into a brand new car. No, brand new from the factory, latest the number plate from vac from factory. Yes, so so I was telling them that life is in stages. Life is in stages. And this was when we were in the army. Life is in stages. Yes. So, and they were laughing. I said, "Oh, it looks very old." I said, "No, no, they, those cars, those Ford Mondeos, very very strong cars. I tell you, very strong." nice saloon cars oh i love them yes yes very very nice cars so yeah betsy was a really red very red car and then uh, it was good so so yeah don't despise don't despise what is copy the art of not despise small. Don't despise small churches. Don't despise pastors of small churches. Let me tell you, you can't like for salvation clinic. You might say, okay, oh salvation clinic, we are not a multi-million mega church. So you come, and I've seen it over and over. You see some people, they 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 have a snobbish attitude and snobbish air, but then when they start seeing that the anointing is not small at all. And suddenly their, their attitude changes. Yes. But why should it be that way? Why should it be that way? When we come back, by God's grace, when we are coming back, and when we meet him physically, don't come with any mindset of despisement. Don't come to church with any mind of despisement. No. Don't look at yourself and say, oh, this and that. No, 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 my friend. Don't despise. Who are you copying? Who is teaching you? If you are copying the right people, you will not do that. We are learning from David. Let, let, let's learn something from David. Don't learn. No, David, one of the things. Did somebody Google? Did somebody Google uh, the years it took for David to become 
from the shepherd boy to become a king did somebody find it out somebody should find it out and tell the tellers so you will see that faith and patience imitate faith and patience hmm. so don't rush it's not a rush it's not a rush it's not a rush at all don't rush yeah so following david the art of following david is the art of what the art of embracing menial jobs especially in the house of the Lord. you know david was somebody that learned how to do menial jobs when i say menial jobs through the bible said david became an armor bearer an armor bearer this is a term that some modern pastors are using but an armor bearer is actually somebody that is carrying you your things like a slave and making sure that if the death is coming they will face it so that you your life will be preserved and it's a, it's a very menial job and david was somebody that did it did it very very well did it very well menial jobs you can't just get up one day and you want to be pastor hey what about arranging of chairs do you know how to even do arranging of chairs when you come to church with your position and your big shortism that uh, we should give you post please we've learned a lot now that we cannot afford to make such mistakes it won't happen because what you'll be looking at me i'm looking at somebody that knows what they are doing and is following you see the wisdom i'm operating with is different from yours you want me to look at you and say ah this man is driving a nice car he looks very worthy when we do bible studies he speaks very fluently and big english he's educated his wife looks very nicely dressed his children looks very okay so let's give him a position in the church please we can't do those things now now that kind of wisdom is wheelbarrow if it, it doesn't work anymore because we can be looking at somebody that has got so much pride is not ready to do any menial job doesn't know the art of following that uh, the following the art of following and doing menial jobs so you you are you are elder you are this you are that but still the pastor will end up he is going to arrange chairs himself going to do everything he has appointed the president a big shot yeah well, Pastor Abraham has found, he says, 2 Samuel 5, 4. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. Yes, that is when he began to reign. David was 30 years old when he began to reign. But from the time when he was in the bush to the time he went to meet Goliath, then to the time... He became king. It was when he became king. That was when he was thirty years. But so subtract about fifteen to twenty years, and and then you see that it was yeah. In fact, another fifteen years or so. You see that because he was a shepherd. He was a young boy, and he was around fifteen, sixteen when he was anointed. When the oil was poured on him, he didn't immediately become king. He went through a process almost fifteen to twenty years before he started reigning at fourth at at 30 years so that is the years the exact years that i, I want yeah so if you, if you can find that i'll be very grateful yeah so let us learn this thing 
when we come back from coronavirus everybody we are following we now we are following we are full you must be following something in church you must be following that's why we are teaching you all this and follow there's a certain wisdom you can learn from those who have obtained their promises we've learned some from abraham we are learning a few from david we are learning david's ability to what david's ability not to despise small things we are learning david's ability to do minor jobs every when we come after church before church who is supposed to come and sweep all these things we're supposed to arrange the chairs we're supposed to do this these are things that if you are not too big in your own eyes you are you are not a big shot then these are things that you should wisdom wisdom it's a wisdom and i've, I've been telling you that look the holy spirit we have seen that in his manifestation sevenfold most of it is how you think only one is power and might but most often if you are really anointed it shows in the way you think and see things the more anointed you become the more your thinking is influenced and changes in a certain particular way and it is not the worldly way because in the world how dare you come and talk to me like this how dare you don't you know who i am don't you know who i am ah yeah yes that's how the world talks but when you have the wisdom of the holy ghost that makes you think very opposite to how the world thinks i'm nothing because of christ i'm nothing uh, for the sake of christ if my savior didn't consider it robbery to consider himself equal to god but he denied himself emptied himself and took on the form of man and came to die a shameful death then who am I? Who am I? What is cleaning off the toilets in church? What is coming to arrange chairs in the church? What is serving others in church? It's nothing because of my service. So, so you see now your thinking is different. You are being influenced in a different way. And it shows in your actions, it shows in your behavior. It shows, it shows suddenly there's a sudden productivity that is coming out that wasn't there before yes this is what god wants you to come to church with a different mindset no not this big shortism let's learn from the right people so we are learning from david we are learning from david that we should do minor jobs we should do minor jobs yeah do minor jobs nothing anything your pastor asks you to do you should do it don't start giving excuses and all that kind of lifestyle. It has to change if you want to follow the right. Don't just be listening and say, oh, this is good, this is good. That too is a foolish way of thinking because do you know, do you know why it's foolish? Because the Bible says that if you hear God's word and you don't do it, but you just listen to it, then you are like a man who stands in a mirror, eh? looks at himself, sees that, oh, I've got something here. I've got that here. And then he sees how he looks like. But the moment he leaves the mirror, he forgets how he looks like. And, and here again, nature is teaching you. It's true. When you stand in the mirror, you, you, you see how you look like. But the moment you leave the mirror, you forget how you look like. And so if you hear God's word and you don't do it, 
you you are just sad everyone is looking at the mirror he gets out of the mirror. When he's looking at the mirror, he's very excited. Oh, I look at this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Like some of you, your husbands have to wait one good hour. Because you say, oh, I'll be ready in five minutes. Five minutes, and we'll be waiting another one hour. Put in foundation. After foundation, you put this, you put that, you put that, you put that. And then you put fake eyelashes. Everything now becomes fake. You The natural eyebrow, you, you shave it off. And then you, you put a fake one there. You know, you, you put a fake one there, you put fake, everything is fake, hair is fake, eyelash is fake. Um, I mean, everything is fake, everything is fake. And that will take you so many hours. But you see, the men too, we like it, too. we like it. When we see you like that, we like it. So don't stop doing it, but, but you should just be quick about it. You see what we are saying? Be, have learn the art of not wasting too much time. In fact, it is, this is how you should look at it. It's error to stand in a fiscal mirror to titivate yourself and whatever. One hour. And when we say pray, five minutes you are tired. Five minutes you stop. Oh, yeah, it's not right. The balance, this is, a, this is what the Bible calls false balance. It's an abomination. Do it the other way around. Try to be quick so that within five ten minutes you have you have mastered the art of makeup. You can do it very quick, and then when it's prayer time, you rather spend one hour in prayers. Does that does that, that sound wise? Does that sound as a good a good deal? Yeah. So 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 I think that that is something that um, we we have to we have to we can do. Yeah. So the art of following david is the art of knowing that not everyone will accept you yes that's something you must accept copy that one also from david let's read something from um, first samuel 17. this is about his own brothers Eliab, Eliab's anger first samuel 17 i'm reading from verse 28. Eliab's anger was kindled against david and he said why comest thou down did and with whom hast thou left the the few sheep in the wilderness I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thy heart, for thou come down that thou might see as the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him towards another. So we see that David was able to accept that not everyone will, will accept me. Yes. If you're a Christian and, and you want everybody to like you, 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 are, you are their problem. Yeah, you are the problem, not them, but you. Because you are the problem because you, you don't want to go according to scripture. He said, if all men should like you, woe unto you. And friendship with the world is enmity with God. So how do you expect people who are enemies with your God to be friends with you? It, it just cannot work. So accept that. And even sometimes, you know, for no reason, some it's not everybody that will like you. Me, I settled this thing way in my head long time ago. When the Holy Spirit said, It's not a popularity contest. I've not been called to be popular. Today people mark a lot of things by the amount of likes and who is uh, this and who you're yeah, not here to, for a popularity contest. Look, at the end of it all, it all boils down to one thing. Am I pleasing Jesus? 
Am I in love with Jesus? Am I, am I doing what he likes? He said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Am I obeying him? Not the accolades and praise of men. So David knew this, and this is one of his secrets to success. Accept the fact that not everyone will like you. I don't care whether you like me or not. I don't care. When God was calling me, you were not there. Why should I make you the reason? Why should your happiness, eh? your happiness should, should be the reason why I go to hell? It won't happen. Not in this lifetime. It will never happen. It, it, it will never happen. Me, I'm here to please Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm following him. I, 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 I have a personal relationship, not mental knowledge, not book knowledge. If I'm not in his presence a day or two, I'm not comfortable. I have to be in his presence. I have to talk to him. I have to just be around him. Yeah. If you love somebody, you always want to spend time with that person. If you don't love somebody, then you are always finding excuses not to find, not to have intimate time with them and whatever. But if you love somebody, I, I cannot do. I cannot do. Yeah. You know, that's why there's this song that says, I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. Oh Lord, do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh Lord. Then they, they, they sing another part. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. Oh Lord. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. Oh Lord. Yes. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Do something new in my life. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Do something new in my life. This is a, so you have to accept the fact that not everyone will like you. Human beings are funny. Human beings are very, very unpredictable. When you see a human being, don't be fooled by their nice smile. Don't be fooled by their outward appearance. Search their heart. Try to see the intentions of their heart because that's where the wickedness comes from. He says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Yes. So don't look for the praise of man. Be in love with Jesus. When you are in love with Jesus, you know, I found out one thing as well. When you love Jesus, you don't do things like, like you say, I'm going for revival, I'm going for this. What revival? Have you seen any party that you love, that you are in love with, that, that you need to revive? No, when you are in love with somebody, you are always there. You are, I mean, you are spending time. You don't revive her. 
Revival is for backsliding people who are falling out of love and are in love with strangers. They are like other kings. They are not like King David who was the only king who served God, Jehovah, without following any other God. Many Christians are like Solomon. Many Christians are like Saul. Many Christians are like Jeroboam, Moabam, and all of those people. They can't love God. They are always backsliding and so they need revivals. They need revivals. They need re every day you, are, you need revival. No. Just fall in love. When you love somebody, it's different. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not um, something that there's any, any forcing and forcing you and forcing you. So we are coming back from the coronavirus. We're going to, we're going to be meeting. God is providing. God is so good. God is so awesome. And um, we trust him. So get yourselves ready. Go very soon we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be meeting. Everybody has to sacrifice. If you are not willing to sacrifice, if you are not willing to commit, if you are not willing to really change, then, you know, you might be the odd one out. So let us, let us um, look for it. I'm gonna look forward to meeting. Yeah, I really look forward to, to meeting. So the wisdom of following shows us that if you are following somebody like David, do not despise little beginnings and then also accept the fact that not everyone will like even your own family even your own brothers and sisters they will not like you so that's one a third one and these are keys so these are keys follow david's ability and copy david's ability to avoid people who are jealous of you avoid listen to it avoiding people who are jealous of you the art of following david is to learn how to avoid people who are jealous of you let me show you first samuel 19 verse 9 to 10 and the evil spirit from the lord was upon saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand and david played with his hand and sought sought to smite david even to the wall with the javelin but he slipped out of saul's presence and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Yeah. So here we see a jealous soul wanting to kill. You need to learn how to avoid people who are jealous of you. Anyone whom God has blessed will begin to have arrows of hatred and jealousy thrown at them. And you need to learn how to avoid them. In your workplace, learn how to avoid them. In your relationships, learn how to avoid them. The moment you start to show any, even sometimes you don't need to even practically have anything, but just you even dreaming about it and sharing it, jealousy arrows will start being thrown about. Look at Joseph, for instance. Joseph was a little boy, he was the youngest, like David, he was the smallest. But his brothers envied him because of a dream he shared with them. A dream that was showing that one day he was going to become a very great person. And they could just not accept it. Arrows of jealousy started flying from them. They sought to kill him. They sought to kill him. And in fact, they tried it 
But Ruben intervened and said, no, put him in the pit with the intention that I was going to come back to come and get him. But then when he came, they sold him off. Yes. Learn how to avoid though. If you if you don't learn this thing, eh, when you know that somebody is jealous of you, avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. It's part of life. Avoid them. Yeah. So that is David's. Um, and Jesus Christ also practiced this. Matthew chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. When Jesus recognized that the Pharisees were jealous of him, here is a man, a young man, doing miracles, preaching a, a message that the Bible says that the people marveled at the authority with which he preached and taught. And he said, what new doctrine is this? The Pharisees were not like that. They said, hey, if we don't act fast, this guy, he has come to spoil the market for us. We have to act fast. And they tried everything. Jealousy was their main reason why they killed Jesus. They killed an innocent man. But let me show you something. Jesus avoided them. He says, Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from them. Matthew chapter 12, verse 14. Yes. Who, who are you sharing your dreams with? There are some people that are jealous of you because you are married. Any time you are talking, oh, hey, you, 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 in your ignorance, oh, and my husband, uh, my husband came to drop me, and, and when you are talking, you are showing off your, your, your wedding ring. And, and every, every time you are talking, you are talking to single, widdered old prunes who have had wild sex and wild living in their youthful days and despised potential husbands or were married and did not regard their husbands well so now their marriages have broken down and now you are in a workplace with said people every day they are taking the bus or even if they are driving they see your husband coming to drop you. They are watching you. And you, you are so ignorant and foolish. Not wise in the things of God. Every time. Oh, and my husband then. You know, my husband came to drop me. My husband. I, well, he was driving and he was everything my husband. And, and, and he's there. He's eating. You are in the, you are in the, in the staff room. This old withered prune. Disappointed old bat. Eh, is eating is eating her food and you are there waffling nonsense you you should only god should only open your eyes to see what is going on in your heart what they are saying in your heart because they are jealous of the fact that you have a husband though that when it is winter you are getting a natural blanket to keep you warm Every day you are talking, and my husband this and my husband that oh my husband and you are flashing your, your wedding rings they are watching you. You should be like Jesus. Withdraw from them. Withdraw. David also knew this. He said, Do people who are jealous of you, you should ask God to show them. Jealousy manifests in different ways. Jealousy manifests in, 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 in different ways. 
Yes. Hmm. Pastor Abraham says, disappointed old, old bats. Yeah. Disappointed old bats. You know, those are the ones as when if they should be in any managerial position, oh you you experience the leadership of a woman for sure. Because they have nothing, they are always there, first person there, last person to leave, always enjoying their gossips. They have no nothing to go to. to, to you are when you finish, oh your husband is coming to pick you up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And my husband is and my husband that and my husband is, and my husband that is watching you. He wants you the day you are going to come and say, Oh, he beat me. He beat me. And he said, Ah, yeah, welcome. Yeah, come. You'll be happy celebrating. Yeah. Those of you that are talking to the wrong people, oh, you know, I'm building, I'm building my house back home, and I'm doing this back home, and I'm doing this back home. You are, hey. So you want to tell us that we are foolish? Okay. That's how that's how people who don't have the Holy Ghost in them, that's how they will think. Why are you sharing? Learn to avoid unnecessary attention and jealousy. David turned away. His own brother, his own elder brother, had a certain mindset and he turned away. Yes. I hope you are getting something. Praise him. Alright, so let me read some of your comments. Yeah. They will they will coronarize your marriage. Yes, you will be slow to speak. Yeah, that's that's true. You have to be very slow to speak. Yeah. And um let's see some of the comments. Yeah, it's a amen. That's a if I brother if I Sister Deborah says, hey, and then chai. Yeah, mercy. Disappointment and old, wicked combination. Yes. Yes. Disappointed. They are disappointed in life. Now they come. You see, you see, when you're a Christian, there is something about you. Because, because if you're a Christian, at least you, you know, like in Salvation Clinic, because Jesus is alive. We, we, we can face tomorrow with smiles. And if somebody looks at you, why? What is it? Oh, you are always happy. These disappointed old bats who are smoking like chimneys, drinking. You know, sometimes it amazes me. You see, you think that with their level of education, they should know better, but you will be surprised. They are the ones that are smoking, drinking, snorting cocaine, as if no they have not been to school before why because they are because of disappointment because of pain because god is not there the element of god has been taken away so hey you become their project they want to see your downfall they want to see your downfall but be sensible in salvation we are teaching the word word, word, word of god so that you can survive jesus said to us i'm sending you like sheep among wolves be wise as serpents yes be wise as serpents yeah so the art of following and copying david um, be careful and avoid people who hate you 
be careful and avoid people so yeah young lady look because you are beautiful many wicked and adulterous men are going to be interested in you run away from those arrows immediately run away otherwise your whole life may be destroyed your whole life may be destroyed run away from those the bible teaches that the precious you know if you are if you're a christian if you're a minister the enemy is searching out for you so be very very careful be very careful so this is something that you have to you have to you have to be very mindful of and also even as a pastor i have to be mindful of that as well yeah so that's it i think i'm going to mention a few more and then we'll, we'll bring our studies to a close so we are talking about the art of flowing and copying and we are looking at david copying certain things about this mighty man of god now david we can also learn another thing from him david was somebody that would allow god to work things out so that's why in hebrews 6 12 said those who obtain the process do faith and patience david was one of the man that he allowed god to process him you you have to go through the process i have to go through the process if if i'm going to be anything in the kingdom of god god has to process me to the point where he can confidently say like he said to job have you tried my servant because god do you think that god would have better if he hadn't tried job himself yeah so you have to go through the process and the process gives you experience and experience helps in your understanding of issues and things in life you have to go through the process so david was a man that will allow god to work things out let me show you that in some first Samuel chapter 26 when you read from verse 9 it says and david said to abishai destroy him not for who can stretch forth his hand against the lord's anointed and be guiltless david said furthermore as the lord liveth, the lord shall smite him or his his day shall come to die or he shall descend into battle and perish so in this passage what we see is that david reveals his inner thoughts he said even though king saul is fighting against me i will not kill him myself you see he said i'm not going to kill him myself i'll allow god to work things out for him he knew that saul had to die he knew it because a demon had possessed him. he knew that god would kill him in the end but he he said i'm not going to be the reason i'm not going to touch god's anointing wasn't going to be the person you allow you know god to work things out there are some of you that are trying to fight certain battles there are some souls in your life don't try to touch them because it will end your life you don't have the grace to handle them david was a nothing and Saul was the king Saul had the power and ability to kill david and then david had the opportunity he said no 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 i can't do that I said, I can't do that because it will be going against God's law. So, God will do what he will do. When you get involved and try to help God, you create Ishmael's. 
who grew up to challenge your Isaacs. Did you hear that? When you try to help God, like if David had gone to do anything and touch Saul, and the whole narrative and story about David would not be as we know today. Probably God will not even say he's a man after my words. But we see from the scripture already, the way the guy was thinking. He, David there, no wonder God says he's a man after my words. Because he, oh, everything was God. Even this reason why he said, I won't touch Saul. It was about God because if he was a very proud man. He said, ah, yes, I got you. You will kill him and say, yes, I did it. But I said, no, I'll leave it. God himself will kill him. He was a proud person. He said, God is the reason I'm not going to do this. And God himself will touch him. So we can see his thought patterns. He, he was a, a man that really was after God's heart. Yeah. He didn't try to help God. Some of us say, oh, this one, yeah, God is, God will try and help God. Look at Abraham. When he tried to help God, when he didn't allow the process to go through smoothly, but tried to deviate and go and help God, what happened? He created Ishmael. And Ishmael now came back to fight Isaac, the promised child. So, that is it. It is true. If let me put it this way. When you get involved and try to help God, you create Ishmael's who grow up to challenge your Isaacs. No, the Lord will fight the battle. This battle is the Lord's. Moses said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord shall fight for you. Exodus 4, 14, 14 said, The Lord shall fight. This battle is the Lord's. The Lord shall so leave it. Don't get on you. You see, you can you can use some kululu and kalala ways to try to help God because you have received a prophecy that you marry and you go and take somebody's husband. God doesn't need your help that way. You go and take somebody's wife. God doesn't need your help that way. Are you hearing me, somebody? Leave it to God. If God has said it, wait for God's time. Don't try to help God. You are trying to help God and bring the prophecy to pass by going to marry an unbeliever. You create your Ishmael. He will come back. When your Isaac comes, he will fight you. So, let us, let us, let us be mindful. So, listen. In life, we have to all learn. We have to all copy. The day you stop learning, that's the day you start dying. So we have to learn. We have to keep on following, imitating until the Lord calls us. And there are some people we have to really sit down and analyze and look at their lives. Bible figures, after Bible figures, and living day saints as well. Copy some people. I'm copying. I'm copying. A lot of things that I'm doing, I'm copying. I'm copying somebody. I'm following somebody. Have a, it gives you a sense of direction. Yes. I want to be like my pastor. I want to be like this. I want to be like that. It will drive you. Yeah. So, don't be slothful. It's laziness and pride that makes you think that you don't need to copy anybody. It's laziness and pride. Slothfulness. 
if you are copying like this thing that you are talking about david and abraham and isaac it's not easy you as i'm saying they give you point 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 it's not easy practically to do it it's not easy and this is where slothfulness comes in are you going to be lazy and say oh, okay you've had it you are not going to apply it or you had it you're going to sit down mix the word with faith take concrete actions and do the things as i have been told that's the difference between a fruitful servant a useful servant and a slothful lazy good for nothing servant who will come back with one talent who will bury the one talent and, and when the master is coming for food will be full with us filled with excuses uh, yeah and, and that is not going to be our portion that's not going to happen so i hope these three points also from david is we'll continue another time there's no rush i want you to take these three and soak them in so before we go i want you to type those three points or anything else that we've learned from abraham or isaac or two i mean we have digressed and mentioned other things so anything else that you've learned i want you to share it with us before we go so i'm waiting for you i'm waiting for you in the meantime i want to pray for you if you are feeling sick in your body i want to pray for you and the lord will heal you and touch you but share with me right now we have just a few more minutes share with me right now what you have learned what you've learned yeah portia says the day you stop learning is the day you start dying yeah that's true it's true the day you stop the day you say you have arrived that very day you, you start dying every day we learn new things every day learn new things yeah so we keep on copying and copying and copying Sister Deborah says you create an Ishmael who will go up to challenge the Isaac, which is true. Yeah, yeah. You, you can create an Ishmael. Can create a create an Ishmael because you don't want to wait for God's time. Create an Ishmael because you don't want to wait. For, so you want to help God. Ishmael is always born out of I'm trying to help God. I'm trying to speed up the process. You know, I'm trying to help God. I'm trying to help God. You know, the human body, according to science, when when you are buried, it can take about 30 to 40 years before everything will, will really decompose. In 30 years' time, when you go and dig your grave, you will see some kind of... the You would have turned into sand. like it's, It looks like brownish sand. But, it, it, you know, it looks shiny. And maybe... What they might see might be a few, even the bones and everything would have gone. Maybe they might see a few hair strands and maybe nails or something like that. Yeah. 30, 40 years for that process. But that same process, if you do cremation three hours, you can get the same results. You can get the same results. See. So why am I telling you this? Some people try to help by fast-forwarding. What God says is a natural process. You want to follow something that should take 40 years. You want to cut it down to three, three hours. But almost there will be some, some Ishmael's being created here. So we have to be careful. Because you can do that for other things. But in the school of God, you, you have to take every lesson. You can't 
jump corners, cut corners. Because the, the experience in itself produces something. One of the things I have learned about experience is that experience, experience helps your understanding. Experience shapes your understanding. Yeah. Your experience in life shapes your understanding. For instance, I can talk about sitting in an aeroplane. It's a very common example. I can talk about sitting in an aeroplane, sitting in an aeroplane, sitting in an aeroplane. But you might never understand it. The way a person who has actually sat in an aeroplane will understand it. This is why I'm saying experience helps you understand it. It affects your understanding. Please do you understand. Yeah. Nobody, a person who hasn't sat in an airplane before, he doesn't know what it means for the aircraft to sit, the aircraft to go. Because your experience and you, the sound that you even hear, how the air engines, the turbulence, what they are serving in, how it feels like walking up and down, using the toilets in the aircraft, eating the food, landing, the announcements walking out of the airport going through immigration all that adds to what your experience and this experience reaching it helps you to understand flying but for somebody that hasn't experienced it the understanding will be very limited they might understand it to an extent but it's not the same as somebody who has experienced it so experience in life Helps you understand. So God, I'm saying this because God would want you to pass through some experiences so that your understanding becomes clear without you trying to go and create any Ishmael's. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, let's see. Sister Deborah says, the best businessmen, if you ask them, they will tell you that they started at the bottom to learn how to be successful at the top yeah it's true so this is what you are saying about learning small no, don't despise little beginnings don't despise so praise him daddy arba mafu says i learned that serving god is not a popularity contest you need to allow yourself to be processed yeah it's not a popularity contest it's not about who has got the best voice who can sing better who can do this who can it's not a popularity contest at the end of the day always it comes down down to this and when i think about it i always check myself can i share it with you it comes down to this he said on that day i will say they will say to me lord did i not do this in your name did I not do? and you say depart from me you workers of iniquity I don't know you. So it boils down to the Father. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? It's not a popularity contest amongst men or how men see. Today there are ministers that are well known worldwide by men. But God, Jesus doesn't know them. Jesus is not aware of them or the work they say they are doing. Because they don't have a personal relationship. They are driven more about popularity. They are more conscious about their status, their popularity, their fame. So there are certain people, say it's beneath me to go and preach to a crowd of 100 people. If you invite, they won't come. 
It's more about status. It's not about Jesus. You see. Yeah. Portia says, in the school of God, you cannot cut corners. Every experience shapes your understanding. Yes. Papa, please, I learned that we must not despise small children and we shouldn't rush in life. Yes, that's Mama Evelyn. And um, I've learned to think, talk and think again. Yeah, Jesus is alive. That's what. Um, so, Mama Quantum, wonderful. Sister Deborah says, trust in the process. Yes, trust in the process. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing in Salvation Clinic. Trust the process. He sometimes he'll prune. For, he's a gardener. He prunes us, allows us to go through certain things. You know, this church, you should see. And I don't know. See with certain wisdom and with certain. You see where we are going. You will see it clearly. We are not ambitionless. We are not aimless. We have a direction, a sense, a purpose. And God is our helper. Yes. We won't cut corners. We won't cut corners. Some people cut corners in ministry. They want to become famous. They say, ah, no, no, no. They'll go and go and collect Agba Lagba, Juju and all sorts of things to do all sorts of nonsense. God forbid to do that. And then six years down the line, your ministry collapses or you die from strange death because your foundation is based on Satan. God forbid. God forbid. We want to go to heaven. Oh, yes, Lord. Yeah, so it says, uh, Brother JT says, Praising Papa, please, I learned that everything big begins small. So hence, we should not despise small. Yeah, don't despise small things. So let's pray. I want you to pray and thank God for what you've heard. And also, as you're sharing with us, I want you to take your offering out. If you have one, take your offering out. These are things that are also very important, very essential. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. Take an offering out. I want to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we present our offering before you, we ask that you bless it in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. So you can do your bank transfer. If you're in Ghana, you can do mobile money transfer into the church account. You have the details already. If you're in the UK, you have already been doing um, money transfers, bank transfers. So you can do a transfer, send us a copy of your receipts. God bless you. God bless you for joining in this evening um, service. I believe you've learned something. God is in the process of renewing our minds. That's what he's doing with Salvation Clinic. Renewing our minds, renewing our thinking, renewing ourselves uh, you know, in, in here. For once the mind is renewed, we will suddenly be transformed into the image of Christ. And we will see ourselves that we have stopped conforming to certain things, certain standards of the world. And rather we are, we are more like Christ. I pray for you that God will grant you strength that this is not just going to be another information but actually something that is going to help you to renew your mind and transform yourself all areas of your life everything we are saying it applies in church and also applies in your personal lives apply them and you see how suddenly you 
are becoming so different. So allow God to process you. Allow God to process you. It's a matter of time. When your time comes, He will surprise you. God knows what some of you are doing in the secret. God knows what some of you are doing and helping in the secret. No. God sees these things. Don't think that God doesn't see it. So your time will come. Your time will come. Our children will be starting school very soon. I think next week or so. In Hampshire here. And um, some have already started. Today I was very, very happy. Uh, I saw my Equia. Equia. Equia that was my first grandchild in ministry to in order shorts. Equia. Equia is in secondary school. I said, wow, we thank God. I will bless the name of God. And uh, I was so happy. So we want to pray for the children and commit them into God's hands. Our children, there's nothing like Corona. So Sunday, please, when we are doing the communion, make sure the children, all of it, they have it. By means of the blood of Jesus, we keep them grounded. We keep them rooted. We keep them, you know, protected. They will not become victims of violence, racism, or anything like that. Their minds will work properly. Their minds will always have the fear of God in, in, in them. And their minds will be sharper than the children of the unbelievers. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ for all our children. God bless our children. God keep our children in Jesus Christ's mighty, mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, 